Welcome to the Reclaim Church Podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Whether you're a part of our Reclaim Church family or just tuning in for the first time, we would love to connect with you on Instagram at Reclaim Church or at our website at reclaimed-church.com. We hope this word encourages and inspires you today. Let's dive in. All right, guys. Um, I just wrote down a few things that I wanted to say. I didn't feel like I was supposed to um, do my message this week. Christina, you can just play behind me if you want. That would be awesome. It'll make me not feel as awkward. Um, gosh, there we go. All right. So there's a few things I want to say to youth real quick. Um, I went to youth camp a lot, all right? It was amazing. It was fun. It was exciting. Um, there was always something, maybe you've heard of it, that was referred to as a youth high and it was when kids would go to youth camp and you might describe yourself as being on fire for God, right? And hopefully a lot of us would describe ourselves as being on fire for God. And what would happen is there would be this peak moment where we would be put in, you know, we talk about Christian retreat being like a bubble. A lot of you guys haven't been, but it's like you drive onto the property and it's like you can just feel the presence of the Holy Spirit because it's so prayed over. I mean, people are spending 24-7 praying over your children before they even get there. And whenever you get onto the property, it's like unbelievable. So you get pulled into this environment where it's just Jesus 24-7 and you are set on fire for God. And it can be this high because then we come back out to our normal lives. And I'm sure every single one of you have this, this goal to stay on fire. And you might have heard, your gaze will always determine your flame. You see, I was on fire for God last year. I was on fire for God the year before. I'm going to be on fire for God next year. I'm going to be on fire for God 10 years from now. It's not because I am some amazing person. It's because I am going to stay looking at the Father. I'm going to stay with my eyes locked in on him, and I'm going to realize that I'm not just going to rise to the level of my goals, but I'm going to fall to the level of my habits. And so many of us have this goal to be a wise man, to be a generous person, but yet we have no habits that actually support it. So as you go back to school and as you get around your friends, you've got to realize that whether you're going to stay on fire or not is completely up to you. It's completely up to you whether or not your gaze is going to determine your flame. Because I want to be on fire for the Lord. Discipline is choosing what you want most over what you want now. That first song that we were singing, I'll praise him when I feel it. I'll praise him when I don't. So even when I don't feel it, I wake up in the morning and I open this book. Even when I don't feel it, it seems boring, and I go, you know what, I'm gonna read. I'm going to listen. I'm going to keep locked in. And the reason why many people never actually achieve their moral goals is because they always choose what they want now over what they want most. So if you wanna achieve your moral goals of being wise, of being generous, of actually chasing after the Father, you have to choose what you want most over what you want now. What I want now is to relax. What I want now is to binge watch um, Peacock because we have Matt's login and we use it every single night. You know, what I want now is to just scroll on YouTube constantly and be entertained. 
But what I want most is for my children to have an intimate relationship with me. What I want most is to honor my wife, to honor my father. That's what I want most. So that's going to take priority over what I want now. So that's gonna be dependent on your future. I just wrote down a few things. Like I said, I'm not really going to do my message at all. I just wrote down some things whenever Caleb was jumping up and down and screaming. Um, We can find true freedom, not from Egyptian slavery, but from our sins. So again, the Israelites were looking for freedom from Egyptian slavery. And what they found was not just freedom from the people that were oppressing them, but freedom from themselves. And whenever these youth were all standing up and they were jumping up and down, I could feel in the room whenever we all yelled and we shouted, I wonder if anyone felt that feeling to where there was something inside of you that wanted to shout, but it was like, it just felt so wrong. It felt so uncomfortable. And what we call that is referred to as the fear of man, where our voice is just being suppressed. It's being looked down. And what's going on is the Lord actually wants you to speak. There's something inside of you that needs to come out and the world is going to try to suppress it. All right, so you can find freedom, not just from your actual worldly oppressors, but from yourself, from your sins. God so loved the world that he gave so that you can enter into freedom, not so that you can get a super nice car, not so that you can live in blessing, but so that you can be free from your sins. When did that happen? (laughs) That was crazy. (laughs) I blame Cody. Yeah, I always need your help. Thanks, Caleb. That sounded like you broke it, but (laughs) you tried. It's all about the effort, right? Um. The Gospel of Luke opened with the birth of Jesus. Then Luke showed us how Jesus was the Messiah and that he had come to bring good news and freedom to the poor. Again, Jesus' whole mission was bringing good news to those that were disheartened, feeling broken, feeling less than, and that is your mission too. Do our lives reflect his mission? Because that's what it looks like to be on fire. To be on fire is not just to jump up and down and scream his name, but it's to actually be a part of bringing his kingdom. Proverbs 4.23 says, to be careful how you think your life is shaped by your thoughts. What is it that we're allowing ourselves to think about? Are we kingdom focused? As we talked about last week, are we actually friends with God or are we friends with the world? Is our our loyalty divided? Are we divided between what God wants and what we want? God, I want your will to be my will. I wanna take pleasure in you. I don't wanna just live this life to achieve the American dream, but I wanna live this life to achieve your kingdom. May your will come. May your kingdom come. God, I want it to be on this earth as it is in heaven. Again, I just wrote all of this random stuff down pretty quickly, so you might not get anything out of that, and that's completely fine. All right. Um, God can't honor the promise if we don't honor the process. So there is a process that God is trying to move us into. Again, we want to be this version of a person. 
whatever that looks like for you, honorable, a good parent, a great wife, I want to have a great marriage, you know, whatever it might be, we have this destination, but God has to walk us through the process. And what does that process look like? It's, it's, being, it's being disciplined. Even when I don't feel like it, I'm going to open his word. Even when I don't feel like it, I'm going to listen to a podcast. I'm going to grow my mind. I want to know God intimately. When I walk into Walmart and I'm walking down, I park in the back lot, not the front, and I'm looking, God, is there someone that needs help? Is there the old man that can't pick the the stuff out of his little buggy? You know, I'm looking for the little buggy. Why? Because we're not here for ourselves. We're here for them. We're here for him. All right, Jesus came and he loved on people. So our lives should be loving on people. So you want to create a discipline, park in the back of Walmart. All right, I try to park in the back and as I walk in, I'm looking. God, is there someone that needs help? Why? Because I can show love through what I do. Because everyone in this world is so focused on them that when you actually step outside of yourself and you're helping people just to help people, their mind is blown. They're like, you want to help me with my groceries? I'm like, yes, there's nothing that I would rather be doing right now than helping you with your groceries. Why? Because I want to reflect the Father. I want to honor the process. I want what God wants me to have when he wants me to have it. I'm not just looking for the destination, but I'm happy in the process. Submission takes you farther than ambition could ever dream of. So we have ambition to be on fire for God, to be passionate, to be wise, to quote unquote, read someone's mail. And that's great to have ambition, but it's submission that's going to take us far with the Father. What is submission? Submission is having high regard for someone's will, for what it is that they want. I'm going to submit to your authority and to your will, God, to what your word teaches. I'm not just gonna know it, but I'm going to actually do it. I'm gonna submit to your word, even when I don't want to. Just like um, whatever your name was, sorry, blonde hair, remind, yeah, Courtney. (laughs) Courtney, thank you not whatever your name is. Um, Just like what Courtney was saying, you know, she encountered Jesus and guess what came from it? It wasn't a new iPhone. It wasn't AirPods. It was conviction. It was conviction to go, there is someone that has hurt me or someone that I have hurt and I need to restore relationship. I need to leave my gift at the altar and go and pursue it. I don't know how well she knows scripture, but she walked scripture out. I'm sure she probably did know the passage, but this is the point. Many of us know the passage and we don't actually walk it out. So we need to make sure that we are honoring the process. So let's just um, honor the process real quick and just ask the Father, God, will you give me conviction? Is there anyone that I'm holding something against? Is there anyone that when their name comes up, I get kind of a slight bitter emotion? Is there anyone that that kind of bothers me, God? Because according to his word, we should leave our gift at the altar and go reconcile. You are responsible for reconciliation. Courtney was responsible for reconciliation. She honored the process. 
I want you to honor the process. All right. If you're going to reach everyone, the only opinion you can care about is God's. Again, Courtney said whenever she was baptized, she was so excited that the world could see she wasn't living for the world, but for him. If you're going to reach the world, you can't just live like the world. There needs to be something different. There needs to be something burning on the inside of you. Many of us live with that, are we there yet? mentality. Everyone wants to arrive, but very few people want to make the trip. We all want to arrive to the well done, good and faithful servant. You know, where are the crowns? Again, I've said it before, um, heaven is not a socialism society, okay? If you want to arrive, you have to make sure that you are actually living a life, sowing the seeds that you want to reap one day. Because some of us, as, as Paul said, are just going to make it through by the skin of our teeth. And we want to make sure that, I don't know about you, I want to make sure. I want to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. I want to look back and know that there are people entering into eternity that never would have without me. I want to look back and know that there are people that have better marriages, stronger relationships with their children, not because I'm great, but because I honored God's word. There are people out there that are hurting, that are broken. You have friends that need counsel, that need help, that need someone to stand alongside of them. Again, we can't just hope for the destination of being a wise man. We actually have to walk through the journey of arriving there. Don't just hope for the destination, but we have to actually enjoy the journey. And I like that saying when it comes to spiritual principles, not to road trips. It doesn't apply to road trips, all right? Road trip journeys are ridiculous. I'm not a fan of them, okay? So people want to reach their purpose, but they don't want to walk through the process. We want to be people that accept the process. God, I understand that the process is needed, and greatness is not defined by how known I am. Greatness is not defined by how known I am but how much you know me. You know, again, it's not defined by how much we know about God, but if God knows me. Matthew 25, he looked at the man and he said, I don't know you. Again, we don't wanna just know about God. We want him to actually know us. As we draw near to God, God draws near to us. It's a promise. It's not just a, um, an idea that our relationship is one-sided. But we, when we draw after God, the Father actually draws after us. Um, I don't think this has anything to do with anything, but hey, I wrote it down. If serving is beneath you, then leading will always be beyond you. That's an Eddie Taylor quote. If serving is beneath you, then, then um, leading will always be beyond you. Again, so if we want to be a leader, if we want to lead people well, we need to make sure that we have a heart that serves how can I serve in my community? How can I serve on the way to Walmart? How can I serve as I walk into Ace Hardware? I wanna make sure that I'm looking for people in need because I want to serve people well. Prayer is not about God turning to you, but about us turning to God. Again, we talked about this last week. Prayer isn't just this idea of having a reluctant God answer our prayers, but it's about aligning with the one that created us. So again, if we're going to actually be on fire for God, then we have to make some disciplines. 
I can actually take that from something that I actually prepared for this week. Let me go steal it for next week. Um, it was a Charles Spurgeon quote. Oh, I might not have it. It's hard when you try to find stuff in a hole. Whatever. All right, so Charles Spurgeon defined drawing close to God, as I believe it was through worship, through praise, and through prayer. And he goes, if you want to draw near to God, it's through these three things, right? Because worship is a lifestyle. The psalmist David talked about everything that has breath should praise the Lord. And through prayer, we're supposed to pray without ceasing. We're supposed to pray through every circumstance, meaning that God actually turns into like a friend, right? We're no longer counted as slaves, but as friends. We're meant to live in constant communication with the Father. So it's these three principles that require discipline. God, I'm going to praise you even when I don't feel like it. I'm gonna honor you. I'm going to worship you when I come into church on Sunday and, and I'm really tired and I was up late because Instagram was calling my name. I'm still going to honor you. I'm still going to worship you. When I get out of, this, out of my truck and I'm walking into the store, I'm going to honor you. Worship is my lifestyle by the way that I interact with people. Throughout my day, I'm going to communicate with him. I'm going to pray to him. I'm going to thank him for all that he has done. I'm going to tell him everything that I need. Why? Because this is what friendship looks like. This is what relationship looks like. I can't tell you how many people, um, and probably many of the leaders can attest to this. It's like, we'll have interactions with people where they're like, I just want to know God the way that you do. And it's like, you can like, we're not special. There's nothing that we have done that you can't do. What we've done is we have dedicated ourselves to knowing the one that created us. We are nothing special. But if you want to have a relationship with the Father, then all you have to do is draw near, and he will draw near to you. All right, so I think um, what we should do, um, which I haven't even done in like, a minute, and by a minute, I mean like three years. I think we should do an altar call and um, for just the desire to draw near because a lot of times, this is how I started at least, is God, I want to want you, but I, I honestly, deep down, we don't say it, I don't really want you. I want to want you though. So how did I move from want to want you to actually want you? I chose what I wanted most over what I wanted now. I chose discipline and through discipline, taste and you will see that he is good. I tasted even though I was reluctant and I saw how good the father was. All right, so we're gonna do an altar call for if you want to taste and see, if you wanna actually move from I want to want you to I want you, okay? Maybe no one will come up and that's perfectly fine. We'll pray and then we'll go eat. I'm gonna have a public sub. I already got it like in the schedule, okay? So I'm gonna order it right away. But I just wanna honor the Father and I wanna make sure the passion that you saw in the youth is not just for the youth, but it's for all of us, all right? So if you guys wanna come up real quick, the youth can come up and they're gonna um, pray, I'm gonna pray. And then if anyone else would like to come, all right, the altar call is for being on fire for the Lord. I wanna move from I want to want you to I actually 
want you. Okay, so if that's you, let's go ahead and come up and then we're going to, to pray and then we're gonna sing like just a bit of a song, okay? So I'll give you like 30 seconds. Again, move from I want to want you to I actually want you. If you enjoyed this podcast, we encourage you to like and subscribe for more from your Reclaim Church family. God bless, and we hope that you have an amazing week.